Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Steve. How's it going, Steve? Not too bad, man. Nice. I'm still living in COVID quarantine. Uh, yep. I've just been drinking and smoking a lot of weed, but uh, <laughs> guess what? Everyone else is. <laughs> I, uh, I saw this funny meme online where it was uh, a, cop, a cup of coffee passing a baton to a wine glass. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing right now. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> also watching a ton of horror stuff. I don't know about you, but I've been using this time to just watch a bunch of horror movies. Both old stuff and relatively newer stuff, too. Um, yeah. I know on Shudder, uh, they just put up the first eight Friday the 13th movies, and I I have seen them, of course, plenty of times, but I thought, you know what, I'll watch them on Shudder, just so Shudder can get the support they need <laughs> to be mm-hmm. like, well, mm-hmm. you know, we're getting our, our viewership here, so. Um, but we're not talking about Friday the 13th, thank goodness, I'm sure. Uh, we're talking about uh, Possession from 1981. Um, a movie that I absolutely adore, and Steve, I know you do too. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, spoilers for this movie, but uh, one of the best doppelganger movies of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. And one that you don't, like, one that is slow to reveal its too, because, mm-hmm. I mean, the doppelganger part of the story isn't really introduced until, I well, like, almost near the end of the first act, right? Yeah, I think it's a lot of questionable be- behavior from the characters, and you don't quite understand what it all means. But then it eventually leads into doppelganger, and you start to understand what exactly is causing this behavior. Which uh, mm-hmm. we were talking off the air about how like this movie doesn't really show you what life was like for uh, the main couple before all this transpired. It kind of sh- just dumps you right into this level of oddity for them, and you sort of just have to you know pick up on the slow sort of odd behavior as it develops over time and obviously you know it's not normal behavior but you also don't know what normal is like for this couple so it's kind of interesting that like the movie just drops you right into this odd uh, situation it just escalates from there Uh, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't stop we were also talking about this before we started uh, recording this movie never stops. Like it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder until you can just get to the end. And I like borderline doesn't make sense. I mean, I make sense of everything that's happening, but I'm sure if you weren't mm-hmm. paying attention or you just look away for a little bit, it would seem a little odd what happens, but uh, absolutely yeah. love this movie. I mean, this is all time great for me. Yeah, this is, I, I mean, it's in, it's Andres Zulowski. Like, yeah. His, it's his only English language film. It was his first time of trying to uh, go outside of his wheelhouse, but still stick so close to 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 his own stylings, his own art type films. And 
Yeah, it's, I mean, the choices may confuse a lot of mainstream viewers, mm. uh, but, I, I mean, arguably, this is one of the one of the the greatest niche horror movies of all time. Yeah. This is a movie that doesn't get a lot of talk. Like No. You know, obviously everyone knows The Shining and The Exorcist and all these other well-known horror movies. This is more of a deeper cut. This is one that a lot of people would probably skip out on. Um, but uh, I absolutely love this film. It's so good. Uh, I guess we should give the official summary of this movie. Uh, Mark's wife, Anna, asks him for a divorce after, or but he suspects that she's having an affair and hires a private investigator. Uh, meanwhile, he begins an affair with his son's teacher, who is Anna's lookalike. Um, How weird is that? Yeah, like you're like I'm gonna move on. I'm in the middle of a bitter divorce. I'm gonna move on. Yeah. But, hey, she looks a lot like the woman I'm divorcing right now, so I'm going to go for her. Yeah, doesn't like isn't, like, the only difference, like, the green eyes or something like that? Like Yeah. Yeah, a, a little lighter in the hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard to... It, sometimes, like, I think that's a, a hard thing in this movie is to, to tell them apart. Yeah. At some points. I, I think that's one of the difficulties in this movie. Mm -hmm. But I think that also adds to the appeal. Yeah, I think... I noticed that it focuses on the eyes a lot. Like there's a lot of shots where it sort of just zooms right in on the eyes. And I think that's sort of the tell on who is who, but yeah, it mm -hmm. does get a little confusing and obviously spoilers, but this movie has a lot to do with doppelgangers and uh, people being replaced by a uh, lookalike. So um, as time goes on, you find out that these people aren't exactly the people that you think they are, but uh, yeah, such a, such a great movie. And I think there's always some inherent level of terror and fear in regards to like people masquerading as others and you know you may think you know this person but really you don't like it works so well in this movie where obviously uh for mark he has a great he has an idea of who he thinks anna is and uh just as things kind of transpire and go on you know starts to feel like he doesn't quite know who she is so um mm -hmm. it's a great sort of unwinding of you know what's going on with them and you sort of start to understand, like, no, eh, things are, are exactly going well for them. But, you know, it, it's just a really interesting sort of way to handle that. And there's so many great scenes where, like, the two of them, both uh, Isabel and uh, Sam, just, they really are such great actor, or actors in the movie that you just watch them both kind of just spiral out of control. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, why we chose it, Taylor chose it. Uh, I'm sure it's because it's just a fantastic movie. Um, why else would you choose it, of course? Right. Um, yeah, first time we watched this. When was the first time you watched it, Steve? Oh boy. Uh, I. It would have to be uh, in the 2000s somewhere. It took me a while to actually um, kind of discover this one. And it was, I think it was like a deep dive after watching like in the mouth of madness and and event horizon just to get some uh some some sam neil action in there mm -hmm. and uh i mean this is very early in his career i i think he'd just been done a couple australian and new zealander films mm -hmm. up until this point um and arguably i mean this this movie uh, i think is is what partially made Sam Neill become the actor that he is. Uh, and, and cause 
especially taking chances because all of this movie is just crazy choice after crazy choice, especially in the escalation of their anger of their fights. Like when he's tearing that restaurant apart and throwing the chairs and everything like that, Mm -hmm. that seems fucking nuts. Oh yeah. Uh, And uh, it has been said, this is one of Sam Neill's favorite roles. I tweeted about this at the end of 2018 saying that, Mm -hmm. and he tweeted me back and I'm trying to find the tweet right now, but I can't, but uh, saying that, you know, there are no favorites, but this is a very special one to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, very different on both actors because Isabella Ajani said that this movie bruised her soul for almost a decade afterwards. Yeah, like it was a, so hard to return from this movie. She took a break from acting, I think, after this. Yeah, movie. yeah, it's just too much for her. Uh, which makes a whole lot of sense. Like this movie is intense. Like it, it's not a movie that you could tell was uh, easy for a lot of them. But uh, no. Yeah. Oh, I found it. I found it. Oh, perfect. He says, no favorites, but this, this was because I said on this because uh, it was 35 year anniversary. Uh, and I said that, you know, according to to IMDb, which steers me wrong sometimes, he said he said that this was his favorite film in his career. Uh, and this role was an, almost went to Sam Waterston. It almost wasn't Sam Neill. That's interesting. So, but yeah, he said no favorites, but this is important to me. Maybe I'll just read it. I'll retweet it for everyone to see. Well, maybe we can tag him when we post this on Twitter, and he'll there we go. gracious enough to retweet it. You know what, Samuel? Just you know, do us a solid retweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Um, yeah, first time I watched this. It was funny enough. This was the same thing with Rosemary's Baby. This was on one of those 31 days of horror things that I do every year where I just, what I like to do is do a good balance of movies that I like to watch and maybe you just want to rewatch and movies that are new for me. Uh, so this was put in, I think maybe last year or the year before. Uh, and I watched it. It was just fantastic. Like such a great movie. Um, but it's also a movie that I think because it's so hard to find in makes it like i'm sure there's a lot of people who want to watch this movie but frankly like you can't go rent it you can't go buy it off digital um nowhere streaming like i ended up having to find a hard copy um but it's just it's hard to find this movie and i can imagine for a lot of people like this episode's going to come out you're probably going to try to find this movie to watch it for the episode it's going to be hard but uh if you can find it it's well worth the time it's such a great movie um all right. Uh, got a couple emails. First is from Jenny. It says, apparently the lead actress took a break from acting after this due to the intense acting she had to do. Yep, true. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, she does such a great performance in this. You know what? I Take a break. If it means that you do a better performance, go for it. Um, I I mean, she... I, I mean, it's... it's she takes a... a a huge shoulder uh, of the heavy lifting in this, not to take anything away from uh, Sam Neill, but that, that um, tunnel scene Mm -hmm. is like that alone would take years off somebody's life. I feel like, Oh, for sure. It feels like the actors in this movie are in such mental anguish for the majority of the shoot. Especially uh, uh, Johnny, because you 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 meet her in a state of distress. Yeah, 
And I, I like her only respite uh, is when she plays Helen. Because mm-hmm. Anna is fucking batshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, looking at the other stuff she was in, I mean, she also did Nosferatu, which mm-hmm. uh, is a movie that... The Herzog one? The yeah. Vampire de Nacht? Yeah, which is a movie I kind of enjoy. It's, it's I really movie. like that movie. Klaus Kinski is amazing at that movie. Klaus Kinski yeah. is one of the uh, underlyingly greatest actors of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. I absolutely mm-hmm. love it's it's a such a it's kind of a weird movie in a lot of ways, but it's just so mm-hmm. fantastic. And yeah, mm-hmm. Herzog, uh, Klinsky, or Kinski, uh, just fantastic all around. So, um, I think she plays the love interest in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lucy Harker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, um, okay. Let's see. Uh, next is Anita she. Hunt. Oh, the I, I, we also have to admit uh, this was. Uh, 81 was a year that she won Best Actress at Cannes for this movie and Quartet. So hmm. she's one of the rare actresses to win for two movies for one run one award. Which is such an interesting thing. Like, uh, right? Yeah. Doesn't look like she's done much recently. Looks like she's largely retired from acting. But uh... yeah, she's the Isabella Johnny. She is a she is a French legend. Yeah, who gets treated like royalty in France, and I mean, yeah, she really doesn't have to do a lot. The last thing I saw her, she was in a movie called "The World Is Yours" with Vincent Cassel, mm. uh, that hit Netflix last year. Okay. Uh, that's the last thing I saw her in. It. Okay, okay, that's relatively recent. So, yeah, it looks like a lot of French stuff, which is makes a lot of sense. I mean, that, uh, in mm-hmm. France, she's mm-hmm. just so well regarded. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, cool. And uh, next email is from Derek. says, Isabel Ajani also appears in The Tenant, which is part of the trilogy centered around Rosemary's baby coincidence. Uh, mm. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Mm. I just thought they were both uh, similar movies. But uh, yeah. in terms of, like, uh, you know, insanity sinking in. But, yeah, you know what? Sure. There's also that coincidence that, uh, you know, that connection there with Isabel Ajani. Um, yeah. So, Yeah. Um, all right, awards, best line in this movie. Oh boy, there's so many good ones, uh, honestly, in this movie. Um, and flippantly given. Um, but I, I think the one that uh, that's delivered, uh, with kind of the the most conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an it's an Anna line. Obviously, I the uh, I can't exist by myself because I'm afraid of myself because I'm the maker of my own evil. Mm-hmm. And honestly, any of Henrik's lines I absolutely loved. Yeah, he's insane. He's insane. His that, this performance has to go down as one of the crazy. Like when he is in. When he's in the stoop area and he's like spinning, he's like spinning around down the hallway and like caressing the walls and stuff like that. Oh. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's this. Heinz uh, uh, Bennett is insane. He's so insane in this movie. Yeah, that's such a such a weird sort of, um, kind of like I don't know. It's such a great performance, but it's just I don't know. It's so unique to this movie at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about this movie. Like, I feel like all the performances work so well for what the movie's trying to try to do. So, 
Um, my favorite line is when Mark says, you look ugly, you've hardened. For the first time, you look vulgar to me. Like, that's just like, oh, that cuts deep, man. When you hear him say that, you're like, oh, marriage story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the original marriage story. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because Zulowski was going through a divorce at this time when he wrote the movie. Mm. So you're like, whoa, how dark was your mind at that point, man? Yeah. Okay. Like he obviously put everything. He's just like, you're a crazy bitch. And I think you're reinventing some kind of Cthulhu like e- evil in our former bedroom. <laughs> Makes sense. I mean, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think now is a good time for me to just step away from this relationship. Yeah, I think it shows how insidious our uh, some of our minds go in a breakup. Oh, we've sure. all been there. We've oh, all yeah. been there. Where where we're not even thinking like our true selves anymore. No, no. And and then we put all of the evil onto an unpresent presence. Now we're just like, oh well, this person like and, and putting a hell of a lot of weight on a person that maybe doesn't deserve it mm-hmm. yeah for sure and yeah that's why like i was joking around with marriage story but it kind of is like it borrows similar elements of like that marriage dissolving i think it just works so well for what the movie's going for so um okay uh best performance in this movie this one may be tough there's a lot of yeah I, I i'm there's there's three there's three separate performances and a uh johnny sam neil and uh heinrich I, I i have to include him and it. he it's such a gonzo performance mm-hmm. that adds uh a completely elsewhere presence into it that you didn't see that was, you didn't see you don't see it coming honestly no. that first that first meeting at the door, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, you know, all of a sudden, Mark is storming through his entire flat, yeah, like every room, and then gets beaten the fuck up in the weirdest slapping way. This is the weird, like, what does he do? Is he doing capoeira? I don't understand how he's beating him up. It's crazy. It's uh, it's, it's kind of like a very intense slapping fight, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he beat the crap out of him. Like, how much blood did he bring out of his face with just a couple hits? Do you, do you think that was actually real? Like, do you think they just like slapped the living hell? He out of him? like literally got him. Yeah, <laughs> it could it be. Looked, it looked I, real. Like, there are so many points of this movie where I feel that the actors are in real danger. Yeah, maybe mentally, maybe physically. It's just, but I, I, I feel that, I like. The fact that that you know Isabella took a break after this movie, I'm not surprised at all because everyone looks in some serious danger in this movie. I just want to imagine the rap party for that was just everyone just passed out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna. There was no rap party. We're just going home. <laughs> Fuck this. And like, no, I'm okay. I I also I really like. The, the even though it's not a big there's no real big part that it adds to the movie but the fact that this is in um uh germany pre the wall coming down yeah i think it adds it it subtly adds so much more yeah it uh, reminded me a lot of the suspiria remake that came out mm-hmm yeah how involved it felt with the the city and all that like it just it was great Um, especially some of those doorstep shots yeah 
Yeah. Right? Where you could see the curve of the wall right there. Yeah. Reminded me a lot of a lot of Luca's uh Suspiria. Yeah. Which is kinda odd because watching this, I'm like, I wonder if Luca watched this before he made Suspiria. It's just like, yeah, you know what? Not bad. I think idea. he did. There's there's you know what? It that would be a really interesting movie to follow up possession with is Suspiria because there probably are more connective tissues between possession than there are with the original Suspiria. Yeah. If you think about it. Oh yeah. There's a lot of similarities. That's why when I was yeah. watching this, I was like, man, I really feel like he, <laughs> Luca had to have watched this before he made uh, Suspiria because there's just so many visual similarities, particularly there's other similarities too, but just a lot of, uh, very much like, visual cues that seem almost straight from possession so luke if you're listening you probably aren't let us know um, yeah dying to know <laughs> um right. that would be a huge coup for tremble if we could do an episode of you know yeah if we can confirm that then cool. oh boy we'll be oh huge. boy hey look all these directors and everything all the writers all these actors everybody i mean we're all just sitting around right now yeah so, you know, come talk to Kurt and I. Yeah. And just, you know, kill some time. Just confirm some stuff that we are yeah. strongly suspecting, and, uh, you know, that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> and, up- and, you know, unless unless you're going to be, you're going to pull a cane hotter. Or- oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been a few, <laughs> few interviews I've done where I just, I'm like, oh, man, that got awkward real fast. I think there was one where, like, <laughs> um, I uh, the interview was only going for like five minutes, and then I was like, "I have one more question." The guy's like, "No, you have no more questions. We're done." And I was like, "Oh boy!" Whoa! I was like, "Okay, that's awkward." Yeah. So I was like, "I think, <laughs> I think I'm just gonna end this recording and then just you know go on with my life." Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, best kill in the movie. Uh, I, uh, a hell of a lot. I I would say the detective, the bottle to the neck. Yeah, like it's so awkward, but it's also like really gross feeling. I mean, just, I, I just, the the ending. grime of that room, oh, the yeah. grime of that room, the 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 foaminess of the blood and excrement and stuff all over the floor, like there's. I mean, I would even say <laughs> when she beats the shit out of him with like the milk bottle, oh, yeah. the the second guy, <laughs> and then just there's there's squib problems in that scene. If you should see where her where she's aiming and where the bullets hit him, mm-hmm. there's mistakes in that scene. Yeah, but I think it adds to the franticness of it. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, I, I would say the end sequence of both of them getting peppered with police fire at the end. Yeah. Uh, that's the part that I always just love was like, yeah, it, it's always kind of like those great pessimistic endings where you're like, yeah, no mm-hmm. one's making out, making it out of this alive. I, I, I love endings like that. It's great. Maybe not, uh, great for, uh, optimist, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> otherwise just great. Um, yeah. Uh, do, do, let's see. Dumbest decision in this movie. I mean, there's not a hell of a lot of dumb decisions. I feel like this is actually a pretty smart movie. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, 
uh, Mark definitely has his suspicions and, you know, goes trying to figure everything out. And, and unfortunately, it leads him down to the way that it is. But, I mean, you can't really say anything he does is really dumb, per se. No. No. And, and then at a certain point, you f- I mean, he loves Anna and he's trying to protect her. Yeah. As, I mean, when he starts kind of cleaning up after it, because let's face it, that's the point where Mark snaps. I think Mark snaps when he opens up the fridge. Yeah. I think that's his breaking point, And he is just, nothing is real anymore. Nope. Yeah, that's where you can kind of tell that, like that's his breaking point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, that scene with the electric knives was also pretty great, too. That's so fucked up when he cuts himself with it, like knowingly does it. I is that to make sure that he knows he's still alive, that he can still like that he is in some sort of reality. Yeah, like I think it was sort of. There like are better thing. ways, bud. I was almost thinking it was like <laughs> them like trying to like dare each other. Like, are you actually going to do this? And he's like, Yeah, I'm going to do this. Uh, yeah. like, oh shit, no, I should have done that. <laughs> But uh, so fu- so fucked up. Yeah, you'll if you watch this movie, you'll never trust an electric knife ever again. Just saying. Um, yeah, I think it's time to give this a score. Uh, I may be well. I think I'm going to be a little lower than you. I'm at a nine out of ten. I did really enjoy this. I can't even think of why I'm giving this a nine out of ten. But uh, yeah, nine seems pretty good. Like it is such a good movie, and really, I mean, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen this. You gotta rectify that immediately because it's so yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I, I, am at a ten. Uh, it's, it's been a good week for movies <laughs> as far as recording these. Uh, yeah, yeah, this, this movie's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's not accessible. No, it's not. It's just, it's not. But. It plays into my wheelhouse in such a crazy way. It's beautifully shot. Like, it's so well shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it is... It, it keeps you on the edge of your seat in the fact of, like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I mean, there are... Like, I, I feel like this kind of lends itself into a really small category uh, of cinema that smashes boundary like like if your boundary is a square it smashes every single panel of that out mm-hmm. uh it's like uh the other one that i put uh in this category is a movie with monica bellucci and uh vincent cassell called irreversible is made by gaspar no mm. um they kind of they, they they exist in a very close world and it, it's yeah. it's hard to describe how closely knit they are but i i, I definitely find them absolutely fascinating and the opportunity to go to watch it again for this podcast was awesome it was purely awesome yeah uh yeah it was a movie that i knew going in that i enjoyed it but i think i noticed some things on a more meta level like how it really just starts off on a crazy note and just goes crazier from there mm-hmm. like there's no baseline normalcy in this movie which i think is an zero choice um but yeah, just fantastic. If you haven't seen this movie already, definitely go watch it. It might be a little hard to find, but uh, definitely should be checking it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Steve, where can people find you 
online. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram, which I'm very active right now. Always respond if you want to shoot the shit. Uh, at the Steevil Dead. Uh, also on Letterboxd. I forgot to bring that up on the last episode, but I'm on Letterboxd, the same as Steevil Dead. Uh, and then my website, stevestebbing.ca. And I'm on the shift with Drax across Canada, Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm over uh, on 3 where you may be listening to this. Uh, weekly news and reviews also movie commentary we're doing one that i think by the time you listen to this episode uh will be up is a uh, movie commentary for midsummer with steve so check that out if uh you enjoy steve and i bantering and you just want slightly more than perfect you're in luck um also midsummer is just a fantastic movie to talk about um so why not um and then uh yeah uh, over on uh, Twitter, film critic Kurt. Over on uh, Letterbox, uh, Fatal Claw. Unfortunately, not much action going on on the Letterbox front these days. But uh, some older movies that we're getting through, and so that's kind of fun to do. Um, also, my review of Trolls World Tour, a movie that <laughs> feels like it, it shouldn't be as uh, praised as it is, but uh, this is the times we live in. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Also, check out uh, Taylor Sorcianic on uh, Instagram and Twitter if you want to. Uh, she's not here, but she's with us in spirit. So, uh, Until next time, everyone, where we'll be doing uh, both Dark Tooth and Parasite, two movies about family dysfunction that I cannot wait to talk about. Yeah. Time, until next time, everyone. Bye for now. <laughs>